0: Halloween. Mystery lurks around every corner. Bundle up with Disney Plus and Hulu. What are you scared of? The dark. It's spine-tingling fun on Disney Plus with Haunted Mansion and Goosebumps. I'm gonna need you to spread the word. Then, feel the bone-chilling terror on Hulu with the Boogeyman and American Horror Story Delicate. Something's happening to me. The Disney Bundle with Hulu and Disney Plus. All of these and more streaming this month. Plans starting at 9 dollars a month. 18 plus only. Access content from each service separately. Offer valid for eligible subscribers only. Terms apply. All right, what's going on, everybody in Sharks territory? This is the Shark City Podcast for February 6, 2023. I am your host, Aaron James. The Shark City Podcast is the official podcast of sharkcityhockey.com, proud affiliate of the Hockey Podcast Network. Today's episode is sponsored by DraftKings Sportsbook and Raycon. Use promo code THPN for the perks and savings. All right, so. Let's get right into it. Without further ado, we have a trade to discuss in Sharks territory. That's what this whole entire episode is going to be dedicated to. Jacob Magna, Sharks defenseman, traded away to the Seattle Kraken for a 2023 conditional 2023 fourth round draft pick. All right, so Jacob Magna is traded. Uh, The South East Sharks announced yesterday that they have traded Defenseman Jacob Magna to the Seattle Kraken, again, for a conditional 2023 fourth-round draft pick. Uh, The 2023 fourth-round draft pick the Sharks will receive from Seattle um, will essentially be determined on June 15th. Seattle Kraken own both their own fourth-round draft pick and Colorado's. Uh, Again, per um, Curtis Peshuk on Twitter, the seattle club has until june, uh, to june 15th to determine which draft pick they'll send in the transaction um for those of you listen on by the way if you are watching or listening on twitter youtube and facebook by all means drop a comment in the comment section and i will say you know we'll get to your comments and your reactions as well uh, throughout the program i already have a comment on youtube from um everyone saying hello what's up good evening Whoever you are in Sharks territory, uh, we're going to be reacting and talking about Jacob Magnus' trade here tonight. Uh, so, uh, back again on to uh, the conversation. The Sharks get a fourth round draft pick to next year's NHL entry draft. And it's a conditional pick, being that the Seattle Kraken own two fourth round draft picks as of February 5th, 2023, per cap friendly. Uh, Seattle holds the 114th overall selection and the 121st overall selection in the fourth round. Again, that's as of yesterday, per cap friendly at the time of the trade. Obviously, that overall, um, those selections overall are going to fluctuate as the season progresses until we get down into um, what will be, you know, the end of the 2022-2023 season. Uh, right now, it looks like the Kraken season is not going to end during the same time the Sharks do. So we'll see exactly um, how much further down whichever fourth-round draft pick they decide to send our way uh, drops in the um, in the in the NHL entry draft. Um, speaking of drafts, Magna was drafted by the Anaheim Ducks, 210th overall in the seventh round of the 2012 NHL Entry Draft on July 28th. 2021 former general manager doug wilson signed magna to one year deal worth uh an an annual average of 750k 750 thou all right Uh, magna was offered a two-year extension worth 1.525 million by then interim general manager Joe will on may 9th of 2022 again these figures are coming per cap friendly um so You know, Magna was pretty much a part of the Sharks. All that to say is that Magna was a part of the San Jose Sharks organization from 2020 to 2023. He played 88 games for the San Jose Barracuda between 2020 and 2022. And um, he was actually named the third team captain in Barracuda franchise history on February 6th of 2021. It's amazing, right? Just two years ago, he was a captain of the CUDA. Now he's headed to the Kraken um he led the cuda by the way to the 2021 ahl playoffs uh magna recorded uh minutes with the sharks obviously for the last two seasons in which he played 92 games for san Jose. he scored 20 points in total three goals 17 assists which is not uh which is not that bad considering that he's a defensive defenseman right big solid body on the blue line um he recorded 156 hits in his 92 games and um you know he's dropped the gloves Plenty of times, you know, he's answered the call when something wasn't right on the ice, whether it was a former, I mean, excuse me, a fellow team member, um, you know, being perhaps bullied around. I think most recently he was in he took an exception to a Nieto hit. Um, you know, he's gonna he's gonna stick up for his team, and if need be, he will drop the gloves. So, you know, he definitely had an impact in San Jose. Um, Jacob Magna, he was paired with the likes of um Matt Benning, Nick Sisek, Scott Harrington, Radim Simic, Mario Ferraro, Mark Edward Vlasic. Okay, those are all his even strength lines, by the way. All of his even strength defensive uh, pairs. But still, no other defenseman has more time on the blue line with Jacob Magna than Eric Carlson. Magna has played 81% of his time on the ice. That's 672 minutes okay, with EK65, the San Jose Sharks' 2023 20, NHL All-Star. So, Jacob Agnew, he joins Matt Nieto and Ryan Merkley as Sharks who are traded prior to the season's March 3rd trade deadline. This transaction may have not been foreseen in Sharks' territory, especially with the names like Timo Meyer and Eric Carlson constantly being headlined in trade rumors, uh, but the Sharks moving the defensemen makes sense. It makes sense. And um, allow me to explain, all right? So Magna has been performing slightly under his potential of a second-line NHL defenseman since his years with the San Diego Goals. Uh, he's been on the cusp of being labeled an AHL journeyman, mainly in part because he really hasn't been given meaningful minutes in the NHL until he arrived in San Jose. Uh, being paired with one of the best in the league in Eric Carlson, Magna has been able to elevate his own game and it shows not only in the fact he's been able to keep up with Eric Carlson, but Magna has also been given some credit for EK65's historic season. <laughs> I don't know how many of y'all out there are going to you know, share the same sentiment. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, he's been his best defensive partner as of late. Um, with all all praise aside, after two and a half seasons in San Jose, it doesn't really appear as if he's going to break through into being a solid Top 4 defenseman. I mean in my opinion. And this is strictly my opinion. Uh, Magna may have been given the EK65 bump. Reaching peak trade value. Currently regarded as an effective top 4. Two way defenseman by natural stat trick. So. I mean. Y'all out there. Decide. I'm just going to take a quick pause. And welcome everybody who may be tuning in. A little bit um. After the top of the uh, the program here, I am Aaron James. This is the Shark City Podcast. Uh, we are live right now on YouTube, Facebook. So if you're you know um, if you're watching on our Facebook page, if you're watching on our Twitter page, if you're watching on our YouTube page, uh, by all means, drop a comment and we'll you know react. We are reacting to the trade that was made yesterday. by the sounds the Sharks uh, they had sent away a defenseman by the name of Jacob Magna. Uh, for those of you who may be new to Sharks hockey, who may be joining this season late, especially since, you know, the football season in the Bay Area is over, um, you know, get to know a little bit more about Magna and, you know, the impacts that's going to, or, you know, who Magna was, what he was for ek 65 and, you know, the impact it might have on the Sharks moving forward. That's pretty much going to be the theme of tonight's podcast. But all I have to say is if you want to react and take part in this, um, you can do so in three ways. You can drop a comment on whichever platform you're, um, you're watching right now. You could send us a voicemail message at our speakpipe.com forward slash shark city hockey, or you could, um, you know, drop your comments after the live program is over, and you know, we'll um address those in the next show. All right, so, um, again, we're talking about J- um, Jacob Magna being traded here. Um, currently listed as an effective top five. Or two-way defenseman by natural stat trick. Um, again, my opinion is that, you know, Eric Carlson. Now, some people out there are going to say that, you know, maybe uh, Magna has essentially unlocked EK65's potential. As in to say that if Eric Carlson was um, not playing with Magna, perhaps he wouldn't have such an impactful year. I'm calling cap on that. But, in, but then again, you know, we'll see. Um, Personally, you actually, you know what? Let me save a little bit more of a reaction for a little bit later on. Let me just move on with this really quick. Uh, Megna has shown... I just want to show a little bit of respect. Megna has shown that he can play on the top defensive line this season in the NHL. And really quick, just based on the trade, a fourth-round pick, in my opinion, is net positive considering that Megna is a former seventh-rounder, okay, for the Anaheim Ducks. And uh, he's 30 years old, and he has only five years of NHL experience. You know what I'm saying? Um, So, with that being said, I think a lot of people in Sharks territory are wondering how it's going to impact our 2023 NHL All-Star, Eric Carlson. You know, he's having himself a Norris Trophy campaign season. Uh, For the Sharks fans, you know, this vacancy on the blue line now offers two new stories to stay tuned for. As, uh, you know, this historic season, um, not on the positive side, obviously for, you know, sharks territory, you know, as it continues toward its inevitable end in a couple of months here. And, you know, as these stories continue to increase the likes of trades, such as Magna, you know, as March 3rd comes along, um, you know, here are two new stories that we can stay tuned for. All right. So 1st we'll be the next man up, Right. Um will the next man up be able to seamlessly transition into playing this playing beside um or alongside Eric Carlson? And more importantly, will having a new defensive partner affect Eric Carlson's Norris trophy run? Um Eric Carlson had good chemistry with Jacob Migna. That's the only reason why I even say that. Eric Carlson is gonna be Eric Carlson. Eric Carlson is the sounds like Sharks this season, without a doubt. Okay. Last season or the last few seasons, um, he's shown glimpses of his greatness. If you gave him an apple in a press conference, he'd let you know that his ability on the ice up until, you know, this season, it wasn't even close, not even close to, um, you know, what we are seeing, which is now. Um, so, you know, all that to say is, you know, would EK65 still EK65? Absolutely, in my opinion. Um, the biggest, the biggest, um, you know, denominator of all that being that he's healthy this season, right? Um, so, again um eric carlson had good chemistry jacob magna on and off the ice jacob magna and eric carlson had good chemistry all right if you follow the shark social media accounts you may recall um, the posts of carlson and magna attending and participating to everyone's delight uh, in their daughter's ballet classes together again chemistry on and off the ice um, carlson told the athletic back in november And I quote, it's easy to communicate with him, and he's easy for me to read out there. I think we complement each other well. He's a big body with a long reach, and I've got the speed. That's EK65, speaking of Jacob Magna. All right, so again, I ask the question, will the next man up be able to seamlessly transition into playing alongside Eric Carlson, such as Magna did when Mids was gone? So obviously Middleton was, um, you know, the previous partner for Carlson, you know, taking up a majority of, um, you know, the pairings. And Magna just, he just, that was probably the biggest, in my opinion, um, you know, the, how do I say this properly? Give me a moment. I think the biggest um, benefactor for Eric Carlson or probably, you know, one of the not so um, much like angles as focused on with, you know, Eric Carlson and Magna with their defensive pairing success is that Magna was able to step in right away and play up to, you know, EK 65s or at least not necessarily play up to his level of skill and play, but at least play up to a level that complements his, his uh, level of skill and play. So again, EK 65 said himself that um, he has long reach and a big body, Speaking of Mena and Carlson has a speed. So, you have yourself a defensive defenseman and an offensive defenseman. And in the world, you know, in a perfect world, that type of chemistry on the blue line is supposed to be harmonious. So, um, Again, will the next man up be able to seamlessly transition to playing alongside Eric Carlson? Sharks fans will find out as soon as tomorrow, okay? San Jose is set to take on the Tampa Bay Lightning at 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, Curtis Pashalka reported on Twitter that San Jose Sharks head coach David Quinn announced that Scott Harrington will play alongside the number one defenseman Eric Carlson uh, in tomorrow's game. Um, so the second story, the second story in my opinion that you know this whole uh, vacancy at the blue line and all the shuffling is going to be going on um, Presumably, leading up to and after March 3rd, uh, the second story would be that Sharks fans can stay tuned for this potential return of Nikolai Knisoff into the Sharks lineup. And also, how the newly acquired Jacob McDonald may handle potentially receiving more minutes. Alright, so... Um, Knisoff was... Paired with Eric Carlson during his rookie season while McDonald played on the third line with Mario Ferraro. Um, since he was acquired, I think in um, just like what, a couple weeks ago, January January 5th, January 25th, pardon me. So McDonald has played on the third line with Mario Ferraro in the two games that he's been with the club since. Um, obviously, the Sharks are about to finish up a eight-game road trip. Um, again, tomorrow, 4 p.m., Pacific Standard Time, Pacific Standard Time is the face-off. Um, so, yeah. McDonald has shown, if he does get more minutes, um, if he jumps up to like a second line, uh, McDonald has shown the potential to be a first-line NHL defenseman the past couple of seasons with the Colorado Eagles in the AHL, scoring the most goals by an AHL defenseman in 2019-2020. So, you know, that might be kind of exciting to see, maybe potentially McDonald and Carlson have a couple of shifts together, and now you have two... um, essentially like, you know, um, offensive defenseman. I want to go as far as the same call McDonald, the offensive defenseman, but I mean, he has the most goals in the AHL, uh just two seasons ago, uh, you know, being a blue liner. So why not be able to, you know, generate that type of um, offense or production, you know, right there with the 65. I mean, that'd be amazing, but also just really quick, just, um, just for comparison, uh, Jacob Magna, Again, he was on the cusp of being labeled a journeyman in the American Hockey League, and it wasn't until he joined San Jose when he was getting the same amount of quality minutes he was in the AHL the NHL on the main roster, and of course, how do you not benefit from playing alongside the best defensive men in the league? But back to the point I'm trying to get at, it wasn't until Magna was essentially given his chance in the league and given his chance to have the same amount of minutes that he had in the AHL with the San Diego goals and with the San Jose Barracuda, you know, and now having that, you know, having that, um, in the NHL, you know, just tremendously affected his game. Obviously, you know, it was risen his game to the next level. I mean, again, a seventh round draft pick 30 year old. All right. Um, he's had the potential to be a sec, a solid second line defenseman. Okay. But his, upside trend as they call it is kind of trending downwards toward you know maybe holding down a top six line as of right now with that ek65 bump in my opinion you know he's being perceived as a solid top four choice for this season okay so um let me uh digress here really quick make sure i don't all my tangents don't lead me down the wrong path but yeah all that to say is you know, Magna was given an opportunity to play the game that, he, you know, the amount of time and to play his the amount of time and minutes in the NHL as he was previously. And, you know, as far as development goes or player progression goes or production, you know, it was in his benefit. So all that to say is we'll see if the same could be said for McDonald. Um, obviously, he was on the Colorado Eagles, uh, Eagles, pardon me, because the Colorado Avalanche being the you know, Stanley cup champions last season, they're stacked. Okay. So everyone already knows that McDonald is essentially a swap for Merkley, Jake McDonald, Ryan Merkley, both being acquired by both clubs in the same draft year now being swapped for potentially, uh, you know, better reason, you know, hopefully better results or better progression. Um, but nonetheless, you know, we'll see if it works. We'll see if it works. I mean, he's obviously going to be, um, You know, playing in tomorrow's game, and we'll see if the Harrington um, line works out for Carlson, or if you know they get these two um, defenders who have the ability to score goals on the same line with each other. We'll see how that all works out, anyways. Uh, was activated by the way. Nikolai Knisov, who's the other defenseman that Sharks territory is super thirsty to see back on the ice, Um, he was activated from his long term conditioning loan and reassigned to the Sounds of Barracuda yesterday. So that happened and then the trade was announced so a lot of us are uh speculating that um Kinizov is going to find himself perhaps on that top line with eric carlson again in the near future all right so with that being said um you know this program is actually going on quite uh is rolling quite smoothly and going on you know a little bit lengthier than i intended for this first segment so with that being said i want to take a quick break right here gather my Gather my breath. Uh, regather my thoughts. Take a breath. And, um, you know, we'll continue our reaction to the trade of um, of Magna. We'll talk about, you know, why not pair. You know, a lot of people out there in truck territory wondering, like, what's going on with Mario Ferraro? Why not, not, not why not pair him up with Eric Carlson, right? Um, I'll give my personal trade grade for this, uh, for this week's trade. I assume more to come. Um, and... We will, you know, briefly cover how Coach David Quinn and goaltender James Reimer, this is coming out of San Jose Mercury News, how they reacted to the uh, trade of Jacob Magna. And we will discuss um, Timo Meyer. Timo Meyer has found himself um, on the, you know, ranked number one. He's ranked number one on what list? We'll cover that and more when we return on the Shark City Podcast this time of year everyone's talking about making big changes which is all well and good but most of the time pretty unrealistic and how often do those big changes come with big price tags I've actually found that the smallest changes to your routine can make the biggest impact in the same way you don't have to break the bank to make a big deal purchase even the smallest things can be a part of a big change if it's something you use every day like my Raycons. Raycon is premium audio at the perfect price point so you can build great habits without breaking the bank I love using my everyday earbuds to stay up to date with my favorite podcasts as well as chime in on live broadcasts when I'm taking my pup on a walk. Whether you're looking for a pair of everyday earbuds, low latency gaming headphones, or a speaker with a battery that'll last all night at your next party, Raycon's got you covered. And yep, Raycon's start at half the price of other premium audio brands. So you don't even have to choose between products. You can get one of each, or a pair and a spare, and still pay less than you would with some of the other guys. Even if you know you'll love your Raycons as much as I do, Raycon wants to make sure you feel great about your purchase. They offer buy now, pay later options, and every purchase has an easy and free return guarantee. You know what gets me hyped about my Raycon? Is that their custom gel tips are perfect and the most comfortable in-ear fit. And from when I'm at work and I want to zone in and be productive, the noise isolation definitely helps. Ready to buy something small with a big impact? Go to buyraycon.com THPN today to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com THPN to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com THPN. Are you ready for the biggest Sunday in sports? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner, of Super Bowl 57, has all the Super Bowl action you need. New customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, all customers can get in on the Super Bowl 57 excitement with DraftKings Happy Hour Super Boost. Check the DraftKings Sportsbook app every day between 3 p.m. and 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time to see what prop bet will be boosted. You know, this year's Super Bowl, I'm a little conflicted because both teams in the Super Bowl were not my picks to be in there last week. But nonetheless, I'll be watching the battles in the trenches. Obviously, offensive and defensive lines of both of these clubs are going to set the tempo and the tone for the biggest game of the year. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN. New customers can bet $5 on Super Bowl 57 and get 200 in bonus bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Shark City Podcast, official podcast of sharkcityhockey.com, proud affiliate of the Hockey Podcast Network. Obviously, today's show is sponsored by DraftKings Sportsbook and Raycon. Use promo code THPN to score some awesome perks and savings. All right, so we are continuing to react to Jacob Magna being traded away to the Seattle Kraken. Okay, um, so I guess right now we'll it just makes sense to go into the uh, draft grade. Might as well do that. So um, this might this might sound absurd to some of y'all out there. Now, previously, I think I graded like a D. Or a C. I think I gave the last trade to Ryan Merkley trade a C um, just for the fact of getting like Nieto out of San Jose, getting Long Beach Ni- Long-, Long Beach native Nieto, pardon me, getting him onto a club where he has a chance to maybe, you know, make a deep playoff run. Uh, the Colorado Avalanche right now have a 68.9% chance of making the playoffs per MoneyPuck.com. Um, so how do I feel about this trade? Personally, again it's my sound absurd, but I think it's an A plus. A plus. Or if you wanna, you know, be more absurd, we'll do like Ralphie on a Christmas story, Remember his teacher. A plus plus, plus plus. Okay. Uh it's not often you get a high return for an NHL defenseman with the potential to be a bottom six or AHL top four at best, depending on the club. And I don't mean that with any disrespect. I'm not trying to throw any shade. All right. It's just the reality of the situation. Uh, the Sharks found a way to receive a draft pick from divisional rival while also removing a contract from the books. So, I mean, come on. That's a win for me, baby. It's a win for you. It's a win for us, the Sharks territory. Per cap friendly, the Sharks are now at 49 out of 50 contracts. So, um, you know, obviously with the trade deadline upon us, um, there's a lot of questions. As to how, if and how, or rather, rather if Eric Carlson was to be traded, how would you know? Um, how would it all go down in terms of you know, um, you know, making roster moves and making the space on salary caps for whatever teams or whatever the Sharks might have to take on? So it just gives a little bit more wiggle room. It's not going to significantly impact, in my opinion, the Sharks' ability to uh, you know move. Um Carlson, but it might have, you know it might contribute to their ability to like maybe take on another contract if they have to like essentially get some more bodies and draft picks in return, not just for Carlson, but maybe Meyer, assuming they're even on the move. Um a lot of us in Sharks Territory are starting to kind of gather momentum. They're petitioning for Timo Time to continue in San Jose. I'm all for it. I really am um but at his projected nine million aav absolutely not absolutely not not to say it's not worth it okay but i just come on we already did that with hurdle last season we already did that with hurdle and you know give and take how you feel about that you know is it paying off for the sharks well a lot of the contracts are not paying off for the sharks right now so i guess it doesn't matter anyways um so Another reason why it's an A+, in my opinion, we'll stick to the trade grade right now and nothing else. Uh, they gave Magna a chance to compete in the NHL playoffs. Per Money Puck, the Seattle Kraken, in their second year of existence, my goodness. Uh, okay, first and foremost, as a Sharks fan, this is quick little tangent, quick little sidebar. As a Sharks fan, this is one of the most infuriating, infuriating th- things to witness, okay? Okay. One of the most infuriating things to witness is seeing a new club head to the Stanley Cup playoffs like in their infancy. Now, granted, the Sharks did it during their toddler years, during the teething years. In year three, first year when they played in downtown San Jose. But to see the likes of, oh, I don't know, the Vegas Golden Knights go to practically go to distance. They ended up short but they practically with the distance to the finals in year one and now year two, Seattle Kraken who the Sharks are already struggling against have a 95.9% chance to make the playoffs. Do you want to know what their, what their chances are of winning the cup is, you know, it's a 4.4% chance, but they still got a chance, right? They might have a higher chance of winning the Stanley Cup than we do of winning the, uh, the first-round draft lottery pick, but anyways, I digress. No one cares about the Kraken anymore. Uh, As of right now, since we're on the topic, uh, moneypuck.com has the Carolina um, Hurricanes. That's right, you heard me. Brent Burns, Carolina Hurricanes, as of today, February 6, 2023, are favored to win the Cup with the 12.8% chance of winning the Stanley Cup. Wouldn't that be something? I mean, Sharks fans already had to endure seeing Pavelski almost raise the Cup with a different team. Wouldn't it be something to see Brent Burns raise the cup first year Carolina? Wow! All right, uh, enough of that. Enough of um, you know fanboying out on players that are and other on other players and other teams and etc. Uh, back to tonight's program, which is going to be reacting again to Jacob Magna trade here in Um So with Jacob Magna now part of seattle kraken's team um really quick i think this is this is worth mentioning um so this report comes from tsn this is from seattle okay so um um seattle general manager ron francis he has this to say of jacob magna who is in his best season 12 points in 48 games with more than about 19 but averaging almost you know 20 minutes about a little bit over, you know, 19 minutes of some change per game. But um, Ron Francis, the general manager of the Seattle Kraken, had this to say about his newly uh, acquired defenseman. Jacob has, and I quote, Jacob has shown with his play this season that he is a responsible defenseman that can be relied on in all situations. He provides welcome depth to our defensive group, and we are happy to have him join our organization. All right, so that right there was Ron Francis, Seattle general manager, speaking of jacob magna um let's see how do i want to move on from here you know we might as well keep on this so while we're speaking of reactions let's talk about um mercury news they reported um earlier today what coach head sharks head coach david quinn and sharks starting goaltender james reimer had to say about magna being moved and uh head coach david quinn and i quote I think maybe teams are being more aggressive before the trade line. Oh, excuse me. The question was, what do they think about all the players being moved prior to the trade deadline? So obviously we're speaking of Merkley, Nieto, and more recently, Magna. So um, again, this is out of the Mercury News, and this is Sharks head coach David Quinn. And I quote, I think maybe teams are being more aggressive before the trade deadline to get players. Maybe they have targeted to help them sooner than for 20 to 25 games. Uh, maybe they want them for 30 to 35 games so maybe it's the teams that are looking to add that are a little bit more aggressive this time of year end quote that was head coach david quinn on why he thinks the sharks are moving players so you know what confuses me about this quote is when they're speaking of the likes of like trading carlson i believe it was or um yeah i believe it was carlson this is a story a couple of couple months ago, you know, Quinn was pretty much saying like, OK, if anyone was to be moved from the team, it would start with a discussion between like, you know, the GM and, you know, it would start with the discussion between, um, you know, the player and the coach and then, you know, whatever. And then, you know, the transaction would be made. But his answer to me kind of feels like he had a more passive role in this transaction. But anyways, um, I digress. Uh, james reimer had this to say again this report's coming out of the mercury news so uh hit um hat tips to curtis Pashalka uh, he's the l- local uh beat reporter here for the Area news group covering the sounds of sharks uh, i always love to show love to the sounds of mercury news some of my fondest memories uh growing up because you know i grew up during you know print <laughs> uh, was you know reading the stories from the merc so anyways uh, represent the hometown paper baby All right, so uh, James Reimer, starting goaltender Sunday Sharks, had this to say about, you know, all these moves before March 3rd. And I quote, Sometimes you think most of what's going to happen is going to be right around the trade deadline because that's when teams really know what they need and what they're missing. Maybe the price goes up too because teams are a little more, I don't know, if it's desperate, but their need is greater. Anyway, so that right there was... Essentially, Coach Quinn and goaltender James Reimer's reaction on Magna. And if you want to, you know, piggyback Nieto and Merkley on top of that, then by all means, you know, that's your own prerogative. All right. So um, let's talk about who's going to be paired up with um, EK65. Um, Right now, you know, a lot of people out there are wondering, well, why not pair up Mario Ferraro with Eric Carlson? All right. So. Um, you would think that the first defenseman to get a shot to line up on a blue line with Ek 65 would be Super Mario Ferraro, right? I mean, after all, Ferraro was supposed to be the next star on the blue line. Um, at least that's how he's being marketed, right? Presented to us in the fan base. Uh, Ferraro has played 153 minutes of even strength hockey this season with Eric Carlson. Uh, together, they have 30, uh, thirteen goals. Pardon me, 13 goals for, 17 goals against for a plus minus of negative four. Um just for comparison's sake, Magna had a positive 13 with Eric Carlson, 45 goals for 32 goals against. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, Magna was one of two Sharks players with a plus minus over zero <laughs> with a positive plus minus. Uh, Magna, let me see. Magna was, he had a Plus six, while Mikey Acemot, the newest Sounds a Shark, okay, uh, claimed off of waivers, has a plus two, positive two. So everyone else on the roster has a plus minus of zero or lower, with Ferraro, Mario Ferraro, having the team's worst negative 22. Okay. Uh, Now I'm aware that the plus minus is frowned upon in the age of advanced analytics, but as a generalization, it's clear the Sharks are scored on more often than not when Ferraro is on the ice, right? Uh, now, Harrington is at a negative four on the season for comparison's sake again, but more importantly, Harrington is the only other productive linemate that Eric Carlson has been paired with this season, okay? So i want to say that one more time in case you missed it. Even though Scott Harrington is at a negative four, he has been the most productive linemate that Eric Carlson has had this season. All right, Together, Eric Carlson and Scott Harrington have five goals for and a goal against for a positive four. Um, it's obviously a small sample size, right? But I think it's clear that Coach David Quinn wants to give Carlson his best chance at keeping the offensive and defensive production up, right, up to par at least, keep it to where it has been with Magna. And again, even though it's been a small sample size, it seems that the second-best partner Carlson has had this year is Scott Harrington. All right, so again, uh, via Twitter, um, this right here is Curtis Pashalka on Twitter. David Quinn said Scott Harrington will likely start tomorrow's game beside Eric Carlson. Um, Pashalka has Quinn quoted saying, I don't want to say it'll be a tryout situation, But we'll see how the pairings look and give it a little bit more time. We don't want to overreact. I kind of like that approach. I really do. Um, You definitely, you know, you don't know what's going to happen, especially when you're you're going out there playing the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, You know, you wouldn't want to give uh, Harrington, who I believe is finally being activated. He's finally being back in the lineup. He's been out for a minute. He's only playing, I think, 20 games in total. 16 of those games, by the way, were as um, Carlson's defensive partner. So let's get into those uh, numbers really quick before I wrap up my point. Uh, so Scott Harrington has played 64 minutes of even strength hockey as EK65's partner this season between 16 games. Uh, Natural stat trick, uh, they cite Harriton as a struggling stay-at-home defenseman with 38.04% of his shifts starting the offensive zone. For comparison, Jacob Magna started 58.96% of his shifts in the offensive zone. I guess that's to say that Harrington could expect some more starts in the offensive zone. Right, especially if you're going to be paired with Eric Carlson. Um, honestly, again, I know it's a small sample size, but I just think that they are going to be, in my opinion, the best defensive pairing to start off of not having Magna. again. Magna um, played over 600 minutes with Eric Carlson this season, so it's kind of peculiar to us why, especially when he's on a Norris Trophy campaign, why we would mix it up uh, now. Um, you'd figure, I mean, first of all, you'd figure that um, if anyone was going to move on the blue line, it was going to be Carlson, even though some of us are starting to speculate it ain't going to happen until the off season. Um But the last thing you expect would be, you know, one of his partner, his defensive partner to be on the move, right? Anyways. Um, but yeah, I mean, all, all that to say is that I just personally think that um, why not to to wrap up the segment? Why not put Mario Ferraro, Eric Carlson? Well, Mario Ferraro is kind of you know, you know, his production hasn't been up up to par lately. Okay, I mean, in layman's terms, that's the best way I can simply put it. All right, there's a reason why he's playing on the third line. Um, there's a reason why he's been taking shifts with like Schmick and Harrington and etc. Um, Speaking of which, uh, Radim Shemek is, um, the Sharks, they just put him on the active roster this afternoon, Um, or actually, excuse me, they just put him on the injured reserve. He was a full, um, he's, excuse me, pardon me, let me say this properly. The Sharks have activated, or they're going to activate Radim Shemek soon as he participated in a Practice today. Um, as of today, he's on the active, or he's on the injury reserve, but he has a chance of making the active roster. Ah, I murdered that, but you get the point. uh Radim will be back, so we'll see. You know, there's another potential um, new line mate for Carlson. Uh, it's all pure speculation at this point on. Um, but yeah, to wrap up the point, I think Mario Ferraro and Eric Carlson has been tried already, and even though. Statistically speaking, for points, they have like 11 points together this season. Like, like speaking, you know, in terms of pure points, he's the second best lineman for Carlson under Magna. However, in terms of, like, you know, overall production, I think um, it's just going to be a mismatch. And Harriton gives Eric Carlson the best chance at, you know, doing what he's been doing. Um, without having to maybe overcompensate on the defensive side of, um, you know, the game. Because obviously Carlson, you know, he's the offensive juggernaut this season. All right. I think I milked that segment of its juice (laughs) a little bit longer than I needed to. So with that being said, quick thank you to everyone, everybody, whether you're on Twitter, YouTube, or Facebook, for being tuned in top of the hour. I am Aaron James. This is the Shark City Podcast for February 6th, 2023. We just pretty much wrapped up our reaction to the um, Sharks trading Magna. We're starting to speculate who he might be with. Kind of trying to give an argument as to why Scott Harrington will be a better fit, at least right now, for EK65. I've seen a lot of fans wondering why is Mario Ferraro not getting shown the first line love? So I gave my attempt to kind of provide some clarity on the situation here i mean you know who knows when it comes to you know the sound of these sharks but um you know we have less than 24 hours to figure out how harryton and carlson are going to look um again because again you know they played they played about uh, 16 games with each other just a little bit over an entire hockey game like 60 something minutes so uh, we'll give that we'll give that pairing and that um you know that defensive pairing some some time to you know nurture and potentially blossom into what was going to be another complement to complementary um partner for eric carlson right because that's pretty much what make them what's complemented their game all right so let's um let's end the program here obviously you know this whole thing is about trade talk so we might as well just stay on uh, stay on the theme here and let's talk about um timo meyer all right um the athletic reported i'm not going to get too much into that um into the details of that story if you want to check it out obviously you can go do that at the athletic.com but the athletic reported today that the sounds the sharks may be interested in moving well i don't know if they're interested in but it's just not necessarily the sharks are interested in moving him but the sharks may have interest from the winnipeg jets and at the winnipeg jets may be a suitable option are a landing spot for Timo Meyer because not only can they take on his contract now but they have the ability to extend him maybe not at a nine or ten million dollar um you know evaluation or price tag for that contract but nonetheless they may have the um you know the availability to do so um so um you know with the a with the NHL all-star weekend behind us all eyes in the National Hockey League trade market, will be upon Sharks territory, that's for sure. As the hockey world wonders if the Sharks will trade away their top defenseman, or in this case, their top winger, in the upcoming NHL trade deadline. And Timo Meyer is now ranked number one on everybody's trade target list. All right. Uh, Bleacher Report reported that Meyer's contract status hasn't kept them out of the NHL rumor mill. And um, on January 25th, Pierre LeBron told TSN's inside trading he felt Carolina Hurricanes and Toronto Maple Leafs could make, uh, like, you know, probably pretty much make sense as a destination for Timo Meyer. Um, LeBron also went on to say that the uh, Buffalo Sabres are believed to have reached out to the Sharks. And um, on January 31st, Sportsnet's Elliott Friedman wrote that the New Jersey Devils were very much in the Meyer sweepstakes, re signing him could be an issue however so of course um the devils apparently do not this is according to freeman the devils do not prefer to have any other forwards exceeding jack Hughes' annual average value of eight million so um you know that's the latest news with timo meyer um there's some rumblings again everyone's starting to you know a lot of people are getting together to try and support you know maybe extending meyer and keeping him on the squad um it would make sense for the sharks who are curiously, you know, dancing around a rebuild, even though they're saying they don't want to. Um, I think if Timo moves or if Carlson moves, then it's pretty apparent that that's the direction we're headed. But, uh, you know, only time would tell. But I'm not going to speculate on this episode. I just want to update everybody in Sharks' territory as to what is the latest being said about Timo Meyer. Uh, For those of you wondering about Eric Carlson, obviously, um, you know, They've been talking about him all season long, but um, it seems more apparent that the Sharks are likely to move him in the off season if they move him at all. Um, I again have been an advocate to move him in the past, up until now, where he's getting legitimate Norris Trophy recognition, um, as I mentioned in the past, um, and this was from Forbes magazine, so this isn't just out of my imagination. But uh, historically, um, players on teams that aren't in the playoffs don't get, you know, any recognition during the award ceremony. But I think this is going to be one of those cases where Eric Carlson's game is so good that it ain't going to matter if, um, you know, the Sharks are, I don't want to say tanking, but we'll definitely say sinking to the bottom of the NHL standings. So anyways, you know what? I think this is a good time to end the show. So once again, I just want to say, whether you've been watching us on Twitter, YouTube, or Facebook, please like, share, subscribe, retweet, smash the thumbs up or the heart button, wherever, uh, whichever platform you're you're, uh, listening or watching on. And a big shout out and thank you to everybody showing their support um, with the audio version of this program on your favorite podcast platform. Uh, By all means, rate, subscribe, all that jazz. Uh, Thank you for supporting and showing your love to Shark City Hockey and the Shark City Hockey Podcast. So, um, I think, again, it's a good time to end the program. Thank you to everybody who's been with us at Top of the Hour. We've been live um, another Monday, another Monday here, Mag Monday here in uh, Sharks territory after uh, Jacob Magna has been traded to the Seattle kraken uh, for a conditional 2023 fourth round draft pick all right uh, again don't forget to follow us across the board on social media at shark city hockey don't forget to check out sharkcityhockey.com sharkcityhockey.com is where you can find all the episodes of the shark city podcast Uh, sharkcityhockey.com is um, a proud affiliate of the hockey podcast network and the shark city podcast's is sponsored by DraftKings Sportsbook and Raycon. Use promo code THPN to score some awesome perks and savings. I am Aaron James. Thank you to everybody out in Sharks territory, everyone out in the hockey world, everybody out there enjoying the show on your favorite podcast platform or your favorite social media app. I'm Aaron James. This has been the Shark City Podcast for February 6, 2023, Season Two, Episode. 26 signing off until next time let's go sharks we got the tampa bay lightning tomorrow um you want to know your odds <laughs> why not uh some like the sharks have a 36.3 percent chance of actually winning this game um you know the tampa bay lightning are you know they're solid that puts us over at 2:30. For those of you who you know want to place your bets, um, this is practically an almost meaningless game for the Sharks, as it's so much a not so important game for the Bolts as well. That's via uh, money puck. Um, you know the Bolts are going to go. This going to go to playoffs regardless of the outcome, and the opposite could be said for the Sharks. So um, the best thing, again, the best two stories are we looking forward to this, you know, leading up to the trade deadline or for the rest of the season is going to be, you know, how the new defensive pairing for Eric Carlson is going to work out and complement his Norris Trophy campaign. Uh, Scott, Her- Scott harrington's getting the first crack at it tomorrow. And then obviously, you know, we'll be seeing... Um, the likes of Shimmick and Knisoff, perhaps they will return to the lineup and McDonald, you know, how much more minutes is is he going to get to, you know, a soak up now that Megan is on the ice and, you know, he has an opportunity to maybe put some goals behind the net. We'll see. It's all going to be fun. Plenty of reasons to still stay tuned as, you know, um, we approach the trade deadline and essentially, you know, the end of the season coming up. Um, so with that being said, once again, I'm Aaron James. Don't forget to check out this episode and all the previous episodes on sharkcityhockey.com. And until next time, as always, let's go sharks. Everybody have a great rest of your evening and, um, you know, I'll speak to you again soon.